Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom, this is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, November 24th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, a man of quiet confidence and smooth savvy, a child of the 80s, a son of the Garden State, Italian mother, Chinese father, the resulting cultural mashup of which infused his unique spirit with graduate level empathy and doctorate-level range. He's a Fordham grad, a Giants fan, an award-winning play-by-play announcer, and a published author of a children's book called Fried Rice and Marinara. Don't forget, Chinese father, Italian mother. It all makes sense. If he was a home-run hitter, we'd call him the Grand Slam Yam. If he was a convicted felon, we'd call him the Yammer and the Slammer, but we just call him the Sweet Potato Kid. Please welcome the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast, Mike Yam. Yammer in the Slammer. Uh, I Kind of awesome, but at the same time, kind of petrified. By kind of scary, right? A reality. Yeah, it could be a reality <laughs> if I don't do the things that I'm supposed to do in life. So Walk the I line, appreciate young the introduction. Man. Walk yeah, I'm trying my best here. I'm trying. By the way, happy belated Thanksgiving to not only you, Drew, but all of our listeners that really fuel your passion and your fire to do a podcast like this. You know, most people aren't even in the building. I'm not actually. Look, I'm going to call myself out. I'm actually in, not in the building yeah, today. Yeah, you're on a link, but right you now. are. You're ready to go. That's dedication. Uh, listen, I, I love I love what I do. I'm so thrilled for the ability to do what we do, Mike, and I'm so grateful for your time here today. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and yesterday on the pod, I said it was November 24th because I'm an idiot. I knew the title of the day was Thanksgiving Day. I just didn't know the number of the day, so sorry for the confusion that that caused, well, probably none of you. On today's show, game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 12 game. Full disclosure, Mike and I are recording this in the middle of the fourth game of Week 12, the Dolphins and Jets game. As of the beginning of this record, Mike, what's the score right now as we stand? Uh, you know, I don't have a monitor in this room. Oh, you so don't, don't have a monitor we, in that uh, room. It no, was, no, no. Christy, what's I, the what's the score of this game? Listener, this is real-time shit happening. Uh, Dolphins, Jets, 20-6. to 6. 6, The Dolphins 10, are up 20-6. to 6. Uh, Where are we in that game? 
Six minutes to go in the third quarter. It is 20 to six. Uh, the over under in that game was 41. Uh, the line was 11, I believe. So uh, still some work to do for any of you who liked the over in that game. Uh, anyway, I hope you're watching the game and enjoying it regardless. So all to say, we won't be able to offer you much in the way of analysis on that game, but we can look back to a trio of Thanksgiving Day games starting with this. What a tremendous performance by the Green Bay Packers to come in here on Thanksgiving Day and beat a real good football team, the Detroit Lions. Game one, the home favorite Detroit Lions upset by their division rivals. Final score, 29 22. Jordan Love was 22 for 32, 268 yards, three touchdowns. A.J. Dillon, 14 carries for 43 yards. Don't forget, no Aaron Jones in this one. Christian Watson had five receptions for 94 yards and a touchdown. On the other sideline, David Montgomery, 15 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown, nine receptions for 95 yards. Sam Laporta had a touchdown catch, as he is wont to do these days. Jared Goff went 29 for 44, 332 yards two touchdowns, and no interceptions. But he did take three sacks, and he did give up three fumbles. Packers were outpossessed, outgained by almost 100 yards, and had eight fewer first downs. Came away with the win anyway. Lions were one for five on fourth down. That didn't help. Packers improved to five and six. Lions fall to eight and three. Mike Yam, those are the stats. What is the story? So there's a lot to unpack on this one. I actually had post game with Brian Baldinger when it was done. So I think there's two numbers in particular that stand out the most to me. You mentioned the fourth down uh, conversions, one of five. They were 0 for 4 to start the game. The last one, last fourth down came on that final drive. Turnover is a big issue here in this football game. Um, obviously, with the three fumbles lost for Jared Goff, he has not been in his career turnover machine, but now we're talking about back-to-back -back weeks with six total turnovers, the three picks against Chicago, and now the three fumbles lost against Green Bay. To me, the play calling, you're used to seeing Dan Campbell be aggressive. They were aggressive on some fourth downs, and they just didn't convert. And I get it. It's a buzzkill. You applaud the guy, and we say, oh, look at look at what Dan Campbell's doing, and uh, kudos to him, aggressive play calling. This is in his nature. And when he doesn't convert on it, you go, oh, damn. But they're fourth in the NFL in fourth down conversions this year. So that, that was coming into this weekend. I'm sure that number's going to change going one for five. But the turnovers for me were, were eye-popping because – I was ready, Drew, to write off what we saw a week ago against Chicago from Jared Goff and just say, hey, like, what what, what are we going to point to here? Um, I had asked Baldy that question specifically in postgame. I say, hey, is there something to these turnovers from Goff in this offense, or is it just a bad stretch? And his uh, his contention was, you go two weeks in a row with back-to-back -back, uh, three turnover games from a quarterback, it's not just a bad stretch. There's something to it. They were outplayed in all facets of the game, and for as much as I'll spend my time talking about the Lions. The reality is Jordan Love is growing up, Drew, and I know you saw his throws, man. He was impressive in this game, tying a career high with those three touchdowns. He was he was good, and he now just continues to get better. So if I'm a Packers fan, I go, hey, reason for optimism. If I'm a Lions fan, I say, hey, it's all good. We're still in control in this division. We're, we're going to be a postseason team, assuming we can figure things out here. For Mike Yam, it's a two-sided coin, as always. The one side of the coin, love for love, Jordan Love. 
a uh, bit of an impressive performance, and Mike Yam really likes the maturation he is seeing for that player at that position. On the other side of the coin, worry, back-to-back -back weeks of worry, profligacy, giving the ball away, wastefulness. This is not just a statistical anomaly, says Mike Yam and Brian Baldinger. This is a point of real concern and real worry for this team, this coach, and yes, this quarterback, Jared Goff, going forward. Next up for these teams, Lions on the road to face the Saints. Packers host the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Mike Yam and Chase Daniel both picked the Lions to win this one, which impugns their instincts not at all. We all had the Lions winning this one. Keep in mind Chase and Mike's game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 12 game, and they are picking winners at an extraordinary rate, are coming up. Thanksgiving Day game number two, Commanders and Cowboys. This one was in the balance for about 28 minutes, actually. 13 to 10 with about two minutes to go in the first half. And then Dak Prescott led the Cowboys on a surgical, lightning quick drive that put them ahead 20 to 10 at the half. It was a scoreless third quarter and an explosive fourth. 25 unanswered Cowboys points made the final score a rather impressive but fully deserved 45 10. And uh, Thanksgiving continues to be a big celebration as the Cowboys have beaten the Washington Commanders. Four touchdowns for Dak Prescott, four sacks for this Cowboys defense, and yet another now NFL record fifth pick six this season alone for Cowboys corner Deron Bland. Mike Yan, the Cowboys only had 50 offensive plays. They were outpossessed by 15 minutes in this game, and it mattered not one bit. Yammer, the stats don't tell the story. What is the story? You know, so look, Jack Del Rio loses his job as the team's defensive coordinator for, for Washington. So obviously there's going to be a big story here. And, and do I think it's totally fair? I, look, I think you can go and point to two different aspects of him being re relieved of his duties. One, this team just hasn't been good defensively now for, for a while. Drew, you are a Commanders fan. You've got a front row seat to, to how anemic and how desperate this team has been to, to create some critical stops. I don't think it helped where you traded two of your key cogs to your defense before the trade deadline and Sweat and, and Chase Young. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what the hell did you expect against Dallas Cowboys team? But to your point, they were in the thick of things for a good stretch of this ball game to watch a team explode for 25 unanswered points in the fourth quarter is a real problem. Uh, presumably, I haven't seen the, the updated details. I'm assuming that Ron Rivera is going to be calling this team's defense. But to me, the bigger story is Dallas. This is the complete theme here. And we're going to find out because it's going to be a great Thursday night game against the Lions. It's a Detroit team that's obviously desperate to figure it out right away. But Dallas, what have, what's been the narrative? Hey, they beat up on teams they're supposed to beat up on. And and they, they're losing to really good teams. I don't have the splits in front of me, but heading into this game, Drew, if I'm not mistaken, I think they were scoring better than 33 points per game against teams that were below 500 and teams with a winning record about 16 points. So this is completely in line with what the narrative is for Dallas. That said, I'm starting to be a believer here because I think we give credit to teams who come up with convincing wins and they needed to be applauded. And I think in this case against Dallas it's still a division opponent here um, and they they throttled them so in my mind I start to say hey maybe there is something to Dallas and they are next up for the commanders they host the Dolphins without Jack Del Rio as Mike mentioned who was fired today as defensive coordinator in DC head coach Ron Rivera expected to call plays for this Washington defense going forward up next for them boys Thursday night football hosting the Seahawks
The final Thursday night Thanksgiving game, Niners and Seahawks. The final score was 31-13. It was 24-3 at the half. And the player of the game was, not unusually, Christian McCaffrey, who had 19 carries for 114 yards. He had two touchdown runs in the first half. Debo Samuel chipped in seven catches for 79 yards, had a touchdown run, the first touchdown of the game. Mike, the Seahawks were outgained. They were outpossessed and they were outclassed start to finish. What's your takeaway in this one? I'd be scared if I'm a Seattle fan, because I think here at the end of the day, we felt like Seattle, I should say we, right? Michael Robinson um, had picked them before the season started to go and win this division. Candidly, I didn't think they'd beat the Niners in the NFC West, but I thought they'd be a real threat. And as the season unfolded, I started to believe that Brock Purdy outplayed Geno Smith. It's as simple as that. Geno, and I know he's not 100%. We saw him banged up, and I give, I applaud him for going out there, but... At the end of the day, the Niners right now have figured out what their issues were, and I think a lot of them stemmed around two simple things. One, defensively getting pressure on the quarterback. They're now doing that. They did do that during their three-game losing streak. And number two, just get friggin' healthy. M. Rob chronicled what we see when Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey are both healthy. And, and Williams really at that left tackle spot has been the bigger issue. But the next-gen stats will tell you they're running left side about 58% of the time when Trent is out there and, and only about 44% of the time when he's not. They just go the other way. When you got a massive body like that, it opens up just gigantic holes for this team's offense. And Brock Purdy now, look, I get it. At the beginning of the year, people were talking about him as an MVP. They lose three straight games. They don't have Debo. They don't have McCaffrey. And they don't have Trent Williams. Well, guess what? The production wasn't necessarily there. And even during that three-game losing streak, Drew, I would contend they didn't always lose those games because of him. The defense was non-existent during that three-game losing streak. I think we need to reevaluate the conversation around Brock Purdy again and thrust him into the conversation for MVP. I'm not saying he deserves to win it right now. There's a ton of football still to be played, but, but, but Drew, are you with me? Like he's playing great football and I'm over the, Hey, the scheme he's, he's still got to execute. And when the guys are healthy, he's balling without a doubt. And I totally agree with you. Thank you for saying that because I felt like I was becoming a bit of an apologist for Brock Purdy when I yeah. sort of insisted against the national narrative that Brock Purdy should be in the MVP conversation. I was so glad that David Carr joined me in that. And then, of course, three straight weeks, they took three straight losses, and the two of us looked like a couple of idiots. But the fact is, I think you're absolutely right. If you were to take away the best left tackle in the game, Trent Williams, who, as you mentioned, has that enormous silhouette, and yet it is really what he's able to do with it, isn't it? That is so impressive. You take away the all-everything Swiss Army knife and Debo Samuel. You take those two guys away from any quarterback in the game. I don't care if your name is Josh Allen. I don't care if your name is Lamar Jackson or, yes, even Patrick Mahomes. The performance is going to suffer. The stats are going to suffer. Yeah. And you may just take L's without guys like that in your lineup. So, Mike Am, I think you're absolutely right. But let's circle back on something that Mike Am said, that this San Francisco team really in so many ways is defined by their defense and they needed to start getting after the quarterback well they did that yesterday six sacks of geno smith uh, they forced a fumble. They also picked him off and of course back to his initial point about the fact that brock purdy simply outplayed Geno Smith, Brock Purdy was 21 for 30, 209 yards, had a touchdown, had a pick. Not exactly gaudy numbers, but if you look at how he did what he did, he is 
very, very efficient. The processor that David Carr always talks about with Brock Purdy was working as well as it has all season yesterday in that win over the Seahawks. And I think they really did create a gulf. If there was ever a doubt about it, there is none now. There is a simply a, ver- a difference yeah. in quality between these two rosters, between these two teams, and now there needs to be an adjustment between these two expectations. Niners have every reason to, to think that they have a long way to go this season. Seahawks have every reason reason to think that their best days may be behind them. Geno Smith, 18 for 27 yesterday, 180 yards and a touchdown. Simply not good enough to win in this league. Seahawks now 6-5. and five. Next up for them, the Cowboys, as you heard us mention earlier, in Dallas on Thursday night. Now that's followed up by the Niners again the week after and the Eagles the week after that. Reality is hitting hard for a team that yep. may have been punching above their weight class this season. Next up for the now 8-3 and three Niners, an NFC Championship rematch and a potential NFC Championship preview in Philly against the Eagles. Mike M., I know I'm not alone. I cannot wait for that game. Are, are you? By the way, I was just going to ask you, who's the better football team right now? The better football team right now, I, honestly... First of all, my opinion matters not at all. My instinct tells me that on the backs on the backs of a win on the road over the Chiefs, I would give the edge to the Eagles. I think yep. that I trust their quarterback more. I trust in his ability to play above the X's and O's more. Jalen Hurts obviously over Brock Purdy in this case. But I actually give the edge on defense to the Niners. So I think it ends up being an obviously incredibly wonderful watch either thing you know either result could sort of could could be what we see in the end but again i'm now stammering yammer tell me what you think who's the better team right now is it eagles or is it the niners you know i i don't i i asked you the question to get out of answering it myself because i was worried you were going to ask me because philly to if your I point if i answered it better i wouldn't win. throw it back <laughs> If you're Philadelphia right now, you just go, hey, we just knocked off the Super Bowl champs in their house. Here's what dooms me in my mind from saying Philadelphia. I watched the first half of that game, and that's what concerns me. And I I get it. You can easily point to the win-loss record and say, Mike, look, Philadelphia just continues to win. And you're right. And look, if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably say Philadelphia slight edge. But I got to tell you, despite the three-game losing streak from a Niners perspective, I I watch these games, and I just think San Francisco has played more consistently at a higher level for complete games. And maybe that just means Philly's got a lot left in the tank here, but that first half concerned me against Kansas City when I was thinking about what this Niners matchup was going to be this coming week. So to your point, like I I think I lean towards Philly, but I don't feel good about it at all. Translation, translation. Do not be surprised if next week when we go through game predictions, game picks, and score predictions, don't be surprised at all, listener, if Mike Yam finds a way yeah. to make San Francisco, yes, even on the road, a winner in Week 13 against the Eagles. I can't wait for that that game pick from you, that score prediction, and of course, most importantly of all, cannot wait for that game. I will say this as a final note on this, is that this whole notion of teams learning how to win we talk about it annually and we know in our gut and we know based on the eye test how important that is eagles are finding ways to win yes even in a first half against the chiefs when they were anything but convincing they were finding ways to win the three games straight that the niners lost they proved to us in three very unique ways that they can find ways 
to lose. We can blame roster. We can blame injury. But this team did not suck it up and find a way to win in those difficult circumstances, whereas the Eagles have. We'll see what happens next week. We'll see what happens in the days to come. Don't forget, game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 12 game from Mike Yam, today's special guest, and Chase Daniel are coming up right after this. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Mike Yam, and the final topic is called Crystal Ball and game picks and score predictions from Mike Yam and Chase Daniel for every remaining Week 12 game. Now, Mike Yam had a stellar Week 11, which could have been spectacular had he trusted his Giants to beat my Commanders. Mike Yam has pulled to within six games of the current leader, Chase Daniel. Now, Mike Yam and Chase Daniel both went 2-1 and one yesterday. Both have the Dolphins winning today. They currently are winning as we record this. Chase leads with an overall record of 107-57. and 57. He is 50 games above 500. Mike Yam, you are close behind. You sit at 101-63, and 63, which would be a dominant winning record 
anywhere but against Chase, I should think. And He's before awesome. I read your game picks and score predictions for this week, Mike, talk to me. What's your level of confidence, scale 1 to 10? I should think right now you're seeing the field as well as anyone in the biz. So I, I was feeling really confident. Yesterday I did my game picks while watching the, the Lions lose, knowing that I had picked the Lions. And Jeff Plasucci, who's our producer on the broadcast side for, for Total Access, after I submitted my picks, I said, hey, I'm kind of assuming there's not much difference here between Chase Chase's picks and my picks. We don't know who we're going to pick. We actually never Correct. know until very important to you know this listener. The they don't they don't sort of like you know sidle up against with each other and sort of talk it out. No, Mike Amp does his picks independently. We, we, Chase Daniel yep. does his picks independently. Look, you, you you talk enough football, Drew. You know the three of us. We we have these conversations all the time. Generally speaking, I have probably an idea of where I think Chase might go because of how he sees the game. I'd say the same for you. Like I I kind of feel like I we talk enough football ball and, and enough shop even just by your desk that if you said to me hey which way is drew gonna lean so like i it's in the back of my mind especially because i had so much ground to make up and by the way it's two back-to-back -back weeks now that i've beaten chase and we are we it is going to be another moving week but um this is the longest winded answer to how confident do you feel we're actually different i was told on four picks four, which four games you do not yeah. see eye to eye, which no, which I love. That makes it interesting for me. It's interesting for the listener, and it'll sort of force the listener to evaluate what they are thinking about these games as well, because a lot of these games are toss-ups every week. It's that's why it is so yeah. difficult to pick winners. Yes, just winners. Forget the spread. It's impossible to pick winners consistently and confidently in the NFL. Such is the every given Sunday nature of our league. But you didn't answer the question, so damn it, answer it. One to ten. What's your I level of confidence for week twelve? Seven, <laughs> seven. Honestly, uh, you know, seriously, and this is easy for me Seth to say after Christy I went Stapleton, eleven and three last week. Has just giggled like in the laughing. background at that. At that, uh, Mike M. <laughs> what was the pick you were most confident to make this week? It's a great question. I'm actually just looking at the picks. I mean, what's right the one that now? you didn't that you um, didn't have to oh, sort of think is, too long and did, hard at all about? Didn't think about it at all. Um, Chiefs over the Raiders. To be honest with you, Kansas City coming off of a loss the way that they did, um, I, I felt good about it. Hey, and by the way, speaking of like that confidence level of being around a seven or so, it's easy for me to say this now. Like I'm not Monday morning quarterbacking this. A week ago, I I would have told you eight or nine. Like I felt great about the picks. Knowing that we are four different, and I actually off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you which, like Bucks over Colts, I know is one that bothered me because I was going back and forth and I'm still kind of mad at myself for going Tampa I'll Bay. I'll tell you right now because because you won't change, you cannot change your answers. Yeah. You differ change, on the Steelers yeah. and Bengals. You differ, you differ yeah. as you just suggested on the Bucks and Colts. You differ on the yep. Patriots and Giants. Not a huge surprise there. And you differ on the Browns and Broncos. So I was told, by the way, that the the Patriots are favorite over. I actually, legitimately, are. I don't even know. They about are these in lines. fact favorite. I just I picked the games, which is crazy to me. So I feel I feel okay about that one, and and I'm probably just higher on Jake Browning than most people are because I watched every single one of his. No, starts but that's the that, but that's the beauty, Mike, of that's having part of you here. You you uh, your sort of football. You did a decade steeped in Pac-12. Pac-10, whatever the hell it's called now, football. And so you know <laughs> these players, Pac-2, you know these players as well, if not better, than most of the guys in our biz. So when a quarterback like JB, like Jake Browning, comes to the fore in the absence, of course, of Joe Burrow, uh, we rely on what you have seen. We rely on your scouting report to tell us, does this guy have a chance or doesn't he? And clearly, you believe that he does. What's the pick this week that you are the most skeptical about? You're the most confident about the Chiefs. I'd I'd have to agree with you on that. I just can't see the Raiders putting up 
You know what? Now that I, that's I was about to say, I don't see the Raiders putting up much of a fight. And yet, when you think about what we saw from the Chiefs yeah. against the Eagles, and what you and when you think about what you saw from the Raiders, this joy, this childlike effusive joy, if children could smoke cigars in the locker room, uh, that we saw from them after this change of leadership and what they have done, galvanizing their spirits on behalf of Antonio Pierce and a new future. Man, I don't know. I'm going to talk myself into doubting whether that is a confident pick or not. But what's the pick you are most skeptical about this week? I'm looking at my picks right now. Drew, across the board, I think there's so many toss-up games. Yeah. I, I could story – you said we were different on Broncos and Browns. Like, I have the Broncos in that game. He's got Cleveland. I could see that going either way. Jags-Texans is a rematch, and there was no doubt in my mind I had to go with Jacksonville because Chase – Chase has been on fire all season long. His best call of the year. There were yeah. two that stand out to yeah. me. Week Texans, three, Jags. Jags, Texans. And Houston won that game in Jacksonville. I think the Jags are a different football team, so I do feel confident in their ability to win this game. He also called a win Raiders-Bears in Tyson Bajan's first career start in the NFL. So that's how next level Chase is. But, um, you know, across the board, honestly, I – all of these games are toss-ups. Like Rams, Cardinals, I can see the Cardinals winning winning that particular game. Colts, I can see winning. The Panthers, I can story that one. The Steelers, across the – legitimately, Drew, I think every single one of these games is a toss-up, which I don't know if I've said that in most weeks, no. a, a, except for me, Chiefs over Raiders. I feel great about KC winning that game. So what's the pick that Mike M is most skeptical about? All of them, but of one. Them. Yeah. The one being the Chiefs over the Raiders. I want to thank today's special guest, Mike Yam. First of all, first of all, for just being honest about stuff like that. I think that a window into your process and into your thinking allows us to one forgive ourselves for not knowing the answers ahead of time on these tests, and two, it makes us remember and recognize that yes, these really are toss-ups. Everybody. The 53 guys on both sidelines get paid, guys. Um, they are all well-coached. They are all well-prepared. They are all next-level, elite, world-class athletes. And, yes, you never freaking know what's going to happen in these games. Mike M., you know that better than anyone, and yet you're still picking winners at a remarkable, unbelievable, ungodly clip. So congrats to you on that, and thank you so much for your time today, bud. Hey, man, always good to see you, dude, especially on, a, on an, an off day here. That's not an off day for you, not an off day for Christy, as you guys are, are recording this thing. So kudos to you guys. Enjoy the football this weekend, man. I'm certainly tough. Uh, I, I think I got a tough sledding here against Chase this coming weekend, but it's going to be a ton of fun. If you win all of the games on which you differ... <laughs> then the gap will have been lowered to two. You and I will both have a, a, a wonderful time in the production meeting with Chase if Can't that wait. is the case because he has been beating, thumping his Relentless. chest with bravado relentlessly all season. I'm not rooting for you or against him, but I just like a good story, and this story gets better the closer you get. So good luck to you, Mike Yam, this weekend. Uh, thank it. you for your time. And listener, here we go. Game picks and score predictions for the rest of Week 12 on the NFL slate, starting with... Saints-Falcons! New Orleans, the road favorite. They are favored by one and a half. The total for this game is 41 and a half. Both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel agree the Saints will win it in a close game. They both agree so much they have the same exact score. Mike Yam's score, 23-20. Chase Daniel's score, 23-20. Saints over the Falcons. Steelers-Bengals! 
Pittsburgh, the two-point road favorite in this AFC North battle. The total for this game is relatively low, 35 and a half. Let's get right to it. Sound the upset alert. Because Mike Yam believes the Bengals will win this one at home over the Steelers with Jake Browning at quarterback, 24-20. Chase Daniel disagrees. The favorite proves it. The Steelers win it, 2013. Panthers, Titans. Tennessee, the home favorite by three and a half. The total for this game is 36 and a half. Both Mike and Chase say the Titans, the home team, the favorite will win it. Mike Yams score 2014. Chase Daniels score 24-21. Buccaneers, Colts. The Indianapolis Colts are a two and a half point favorite at home. The total for this one, 44 and a half. Sound the upset alert. Because Mike Yam ain't buying it. He's got the Bucks, the road team, the underdog taking this one over the Colts, 27-24. Chase Daniel disagrees. The Colts will win by a touchdown, he says. Final score, 27-20. Patriots-Giants. The New England Patriots, perhaps surprisingly, a three-and-a-half-point road favorite in MetLife over the Giants. The total for this game, a very low 33-and-a-half. Sound the upset alert. You know the Giants fan ain't buying it. Mike Yam says his Giants will win this game at home by a touchdown, 24-17. Chase Daniels says Chalk takes it. Patriots win it, 21-16. Jags-Texans. The Jacksonville Jaguars a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Houston Texans in Houston. The total for the game is 47 and a half. Listener, I think you'll agree with me that there is no way that we could have predicted a week 12 line of only one and a half as a Jags favorite over the lowly Houston Texans. Well, they ain't lowly anymore. They're in the playoff picture in the AFC, and C.J. Stroud looks the part. Will it matter? Well, in the long term, yes, but both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel says it won't matter this weekend. Mike Yam's final score, Jags win it 28-24. Chase Daniel's final score, Jags win it 31-30. Ooh, I like the sound of that. That's a game worth watching. Browns Broncos. The Denver Broncos, the home favorite by one and a half. The total for the game is 36 and a half. Mike Yam says the Broncos will prove their favored status and win this one 23-20. Chase Daniel disagrees. Sound the upset alert. Chase Daniels' final score, Browns 21, Broncos 20. Rams Cardinals. L.A. Rams, the road favorite by two points. The total, 44 and a half. Mike Yam and Chase Daniel agree. Rams will win it. Mike Yam's final score, 27-24. Chase Daniels' final score, 27-24. Chiefs Raiders. This is the biggest spread of the week, at least on the Sunday games. Kansas City Chiefs, the road favorite by nine. The total for this game is 42 and a half. Mike says the Chiefs will prove it, winning this one 28-20. Chase Daniel agrees, says the Chiefs will win it by even more 31-19. Bills-Eagles. This has to be the game of the week for me. Philadelphia, the home favorite by three. The total for the game, 48 and a half. Mike Yam and Chase Daniel says it will be fascinating. It will be close, but the Eagles will win it. Mike Yam's final score, Eagles take it, 30-28. Chase Daniel says a bigger spread for him. Eagles win it, 30-21. Let's turn to the Sunday night football game between 
Ravens Chargers. The Baltimore Ravens, the road favorite by three and a half across the street at SoFi Stadium. The total for this game is 48 and a half. Mike Yam, Chase Daniel both agree the Ravens will take it. Mike Yam's final score, 34-30. Chase Daniel's final score, 34-27. And we turn now to the final act of Week 12 drama, the Monday night football game between Bears-Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, a three-point favorite at home. The total for the game is 43-and-a-half. Mike Yams, final score, Vikings 29, Bears 21. Chase Daniels, final score, Vikings 27, Bears 20. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places Now is the time to accelerate innovation T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. I want to thank today's very special guest one last time, Mike Yam, for his time on a day off. Mike Yammer, you're the best. I want to thank both Mike and Chase Daniel for their game picks. They put the reps on the line every week. And for them this year, man, that's been easy to do because they are killing it this year with their game picks. Please, as always, listener, use this as a guide to better enjoy these games. And if you do wager a ducat or two on these games, do it wisely, do it soberly, do it within your means, and let's check back on Tuesday. That's next Tuesday for a complete recap of all the Week 12 action and a first look ahead to the best matchups of Week 13. That's on Tuesday. Till then, have a safe weekend. Take care of you, take care of your crew, and ciao for now.
NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You drive your teenager around a lot to their friend Jacob's house, their other friend Jake's house, to James's, to Jaden's, to Jalen's, to... Uh, Mom? This is Jake's house, not Jacob's. Now with an Uber teen account, your teen can request a ride under your supervision. They'll ride with a highly rated driver, and with live trip tracking, you'll follow along the whole ride to their friends' houses that all sound the same. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Bye, Mom. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Could these study results apply to your life? If you or a loved one are living with HER2-positive metastatic breast cancer, take a look at the data for a clinical study where 50% of eligible people with HER2-positive MBC lived over two years without their tumors growing or spreading. Visit HER2Results.com to learn more.